Introduction And walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. Ephesians 5 and verse 2 How would you describe the spiritual aroma of your home? When visitors arrive, before virtually anything is said or done, what is one of the first things they notice about your family? In many cases, it is the aroma. Do they feel as though a bad attitude crawled under your refrigerator and died? Or do they think someone has been baking spiritual bread in the kitchen all afternoon? Perhaps the one living in the home is not in the best position to answer this question. Aromas are the sorts of things one gets used to. The residents usually do not notice those things that immediately strike a visitor. So if there is an offensive aroma in the home, it can sometimes be a difficult problem to solve. No easy formula of resolution is available. Nevertheless, the Bible does teach on the subject. The text noted above says that when Christians walk in love, they are imitating Christ, and the sacrifice of Christ is a pleasant aroma to God. Similarly, a Christ-like home atmosphere produces this sort of aroma before God and consequently before man. In other words, keeping God's law with the whole heart, which is really what love is, is not only seen in overt acts of obedience. The collateral effect of obedience is the aroma of love. This aroma is out of reach for those who have a hypocritical desire to be known by others as a keeper of God's law. Many can fake an attempt at keeping God's standards in some external way. What we cannot fake is the resulting distinctive aroma of pleasure to God. In the home, where should this wholehearted obedience begin? Where should the aroma originate? Jesus taught us with regard to individuals that cups must be cleaned from the inside out. If we apply this principle to the home, we should see that the inside of a family is, of course, the relationship between husband and wife, as they self-consciously imitate the relationship of Christ and the church. John Bunyan once exhorted husbands to be such a believing husband to your believing wife that she may say, God has not only given me a husband, but such a husband as preaches to me every day the way of Christ to his church. The health of all other relationships in the home depends on the health of this relationship, and the key is found in how the husband is treating his wife. Or put another way, when mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. Later in the fifth chapter of Ephesians, Paul tells husbands to love their wives as they love their own bodies. He then points out that each person nourishes and cherishes his own body. The word for cherishes in that passage literally means to keep warm. Consequently, one of the fundamental duties of husbandry is for the husband to keep his wife warm. When that is done, the rest of the home is warm. But how can he keep her warm? Notice that our text says that we are to walk in love. A wife is not kept warm in the securing love of a husband if he is erratic in how he loves her, if he is harsh with her or ignores her, but occasionally shows her kindness. He is not walking in love. The kind of love Paul requires here is constant. So godly husbandry 
is constant husbandry. And as the context makes clear, the love in this passage is also imitative. It is learned from a person. It is learned through watching Jesus Christ. As children learn from their parents through watching them, so Christians are to learn from Christ. This means that a husband who loves his wife is not a pioneer. It has all been done before. Christ has loved the church in the same way. He wants men to love their wives. He has done so as an example. The love and affection of Christ has been set upon his people alone. In the same way, husbands are to love their wives alone. This is the duty I hope to explain in this book in some detail.